Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well on this October 14, 2021. Thursday, Friday almost here. Can't wait. As usual, best day of the weekend. Or best day of the week, I would say. A uh, lot to get into. Uh, there's been so much going on in terms of um, you know football, basketball, WNBA, Major League Baseball. There's been so much to uh, kind of dive into. As I mentioned before, I've been primarily going into the NBA and the into the NFL a lot, as you know, things are heating up week to week in those uh, areas with just a lot to dive into. So hopefully, we'll get into a couple more things and um, other sports as well. So week six of the NFL. 2021 season begins tonight. If you got a Thursday night game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four and one, going to Philly, taking on the Eagles, two and three. Uh, I think 8:20 start time at Lincoln Financial Field, and you know, look at both teams um, coming off wins. Where uh, in Tampa Bay, obviously. Uh, Brady had obviously a big game, uh, five touchdown passes, and the Bucks, you know, have been really solid um, ever since, um, you know, the loss that they had at the hands of the Los Angeles Rams. They've been fairly good. They're still a little banged up in the secondary, as I mentioned um, previously. I think Gronkowski is still out. Um, for this game, Levante David maybe as well, and you know Antonio Wilfield Jr. You know, so the Bucks are dealing with some injuries on on their uh, on their end. Look at the Eagles. On the other hand, um, they're coming off obviously a very impressive win on the road against Carolina last week. For second half, they really. Um, took it on. Jalen Hurts had a couple of touchdowns, being able to uh, get it done. Um, you know, when needed to make a play, he made a play. And so, you know, the Eagles do have some momentum heading into this game. Their defense did play particularly well. Um, you know, getting some turnovers on Sam Donald last week. But we know that, you know, going against Brady, totally different story, you know. Um, in this game, you're probably going to see a lot of, uh, you know, the offenses attacking the secondaries, as we know that, you know, the Eagles at their cornerback situation. I mean, Darius Slay has been having a good season for the Eagles. Uh, but there are spots to, uh, there are opportunities that that the Buccaneers offense may be able to exploit better than the Carolina Panthers did last week. And so I expect a lot of, of that for Brady to do. He's got a hot start. I mentioned, I mentioned he's right up there with touchdowns. Um, you know, with Mahomes as well. It's like touchdown production. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles go about, uh, you know, trying to get him off his game or force certain players to step up. But there's just so many weapons that the, the Bucks have that the Eagles may have a, have a tough time defending especially in the end zone area where the Bucks have been really good in the end zone. The, um, they've 
scored a lot in the end zone. I don't think they've come up short um, in a while in the end zone. So that may be something the Eagles are really going to have to find a way to, uh, you know, because they are, in order to stay in this game, I think for the Eagles, they're going to have to kind of keep the pace at, at their pace, you know, at their own style. And Jalen Hurts, we know what he can do. I mean, he's been able to prove that he can do some things, obviously, in the passing game at times, and other times he's also proven that he can get those first downs with, you know, with, with running for it, with his mobility. So, you look at this Bucks secondary, a lot of teams have had success against this secondary and this defense of Todd Bowles so far this year, and it hurts the way that he's been able to play. You know, he will have his opportunities to make plays in this game, and you know, we're going to see if he can get it done because we know that, you know, that he has Devonta Smith, he has Jalen Rager, and these weapons, you know, so I think that this would be a great game for him to really show what he's got, and he's going to have to play like it, you know, if they, if they want to you know, get, get to, to a 500, 3-3, three three, you know, and, and keep pace within, you know, with Dallas and the division, and they're going to need this one. Uh, easier said than done because of the Bucks, the way that Bruce Arians has been able to kind of do things so far this year, you're just seeing uh, the Bucks just really feature a lot of Antonio Brown, Mike Evans early on in the games, and they're just making plays and they have to make plays. So that will be uh, interesting to watch out for. I think also in this game, Philly's going to really have to rely on that running game. You know, they did do it fairly well last week against Carolina they're probably gonna have to do the same thing again because you know one of the goals is you know trying to limit limit possessions right and I think the Eagles have to limit possessions in this game for the Buccaneers and one way to do that is to run the run the football um, and if they do that they can have a good good shot maybe of keeping this game close and tight at least in the fourth quarter to give Jalen Hurts a chance to win this one or have a chance at the end to lead a comeback drive so you know we've seen the Eagles play you know fairly well from behind sometimes they haven't played well but this will be a game which I say short week kind of favors them a little bit they should be a little bit more amped up in this game um, and maybe it will be a close one uh, in the first half so the keys for the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game I think number one, you've got to attack, um, you know, down the middle of the field. Uh, as I mentioned, the Eagles have a decent secondary that, you know, there are plays to be made there. And, you know, with Mike Evans, with Antonio Brown, how he's been playing recently, I mean, you've got to attack the down, you know, middle of the field, you know, try to get those. Um, big plays down the field in the middle, you know, be aggressive early on, you know, force the Eagles to kind of play, you know, uh, to your style. And like I said, even with those deep passes that Brady may throw, you know, you want to be able to be aggressive and kind of draw those calls either or allow those catches. And so I think they really need to kind of challenge the Eagles secondary, you know, because that, that defensive line is going to do a good job of trying to disrupt that timing right so if there's you know blitzes and stuff like that I think that they should just try to find those guys down the field and even if they get double covered I think that you know you have Chris Godwin 
hook will make a catch, you know, uh, Scotty Miller. Um, so there's opportunities to be, be had, and I think that the Bucks will really have to do that a lot uh, in this game tonight. It's really a try to attack the Eagles, you know, attack the down the field, you know, passes, and then force the Eagles to kind of like commit more to the box or try to commit more to the defense. And it'll open up a lot of opportunities for me, Fournette and Giovanni Bernard in the passing game. So that is one key. I think the second key uh, for the Bucks in this game would be they really have to, uh, as a defense, uh, they've got to be able to limit those chunk plays. Um, and look at what Jalen Hurts brings to the table. Obviously, when he gets out of the pocket, you know he can obviously run for those first down, get on the edge, and use his speed. So the Bucks really need to kind of take their shots at Jalen Hurts. And what I mean by that is. If you gotta pressure him enough to the point or get him outside the pocket enough and keep him contained, you know, get some hits on him, pressure him enough where he thinks twice about running. You know, that something that they have to try doing with with um, Jalen Hurts is force him to really uh, double think what he wants to do in terms of those RPOs and those you know designed runs that he may have in the game. They really need to, need to make sure they kind of stack the box a little bit on him if he runs. But even if he doesn't, they need to be a little bit disciplined in the secondary and limiting those big plays. You know, the Bucks defense has given up a lot of yards. Obviously, this season they've been a little bit obviously injured, right, a lot in the secondary. But in this game, they really need to just make sure that they keep the Eagles in front of them. You know, Devonta Smith and Jalen Rager obviously are two great uh, speed wide receivers, and so you know. The Bucks really need to find a way. Obviously, Richard Sherman might be a little bit better, depending on how things go. So, you know, as long as they're able to kind of keep the uh, Eagles in front of them, not let Hurt take over the way that he did in the second half last week against Carolina, I think that the Bucks will be in a good spot to keep this game um, in their control. And then the third key for the Bucks, they got to really pass protect well this game. You know, the Eagles have some great defensive lineman obviously and in Hargrave and and um, you know Fletcher Cox the Eagles have some guys who can really pressure the quarterback obviously they don't have Brandon Graham but you know that defensive line of the Eagles has been really good it can be a, a factor in this game tonight you know so they gotta really pass protect well you know try to counteract that either with running the football with Fournette Bernard but I think pass protection will be key because if they can generate any pressure up the middle and force Brady out of his comfort zone um, you know there's a chance that a lot of the Eagle cornerbacks will get beat by those matchups early on so I think that you know the Bucks will definitely try to do that probably pass protect well maybe commit an extra defender because you'll see probably Darius Slate try to come and blitz maybe off the edge so how well did the Bucks handle the pressure Keep Brady upright will be key. I mean, they've done a good job of that in, in the last couple of weeks, but we know that you know, there's chances to be, be had there. And so, uh, pass protection and keeping Brady upright, especially early in this game, will be uh, huge for the Bucks. Now, as for the Philadelphia Eagles and their three keys to victory, I think number one. Uh, they got to really build on that running game they had last week. Um, you know, it did 
it, it did, you know, it did um, improve quite a bit, you know, and obviously just now keeping it consistent, right? Keeping it consistent um, is important. So they have to rely on that running game. It's the best that they can do, really, to kind of stay in this game, control time possession, you know, run the ball, try to be creative with the run design and schemes so you can get uh, those bursts of, you know, Speed from 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 Hertz, but from you know from a Gainwell, from a um, from a you know, Sanders, you know you want to be able to run that ball, um, and then if they run the ball fairly, fairly well, it'll open up those play action opportunities to Devonta Smith um, and the rest of, of the wide receivers. You know, using the combination of RPOs is going to be important, especially converting on third down. Right? I mean, they were four of thirteen on third down last week. They got to be better in that area. Um, so, especially early on, that'll have to be a factor. I think the second key for the Eagles is you gotta find a way to get Jalen Rager the ball a lot more. I don't know what is with Jalen Rager. I mean, maybe he's you know just having a tough time getting open or separating. But you know, Devonta Smith obviously is great, and we know what he's been able to do so far this season. But Jalen Rager was a first-round draft pick last season, right? Uh, and you know, they need to find a way to get him the ball more, feature him a little bit more in the offense. I think he only has a touchdown or so this season, and he's going to have to start emerging um, in, in this offense a little bit more. So Nick Sirianni's really got to find a way to get him the ball more. But more importantly, Jalen Hurts has to find a way to get to feed him the ball early on. You know, get him a couple of catches to get going, you know, build some rhythm with him overall. You know, because he's, he's going to have opportunities in this game uh, to do a lot of damage down the field. You know, if they decide to really double-team Devonta Smith or keep him on check, Rager's got to make some catches and throws, you know. So I, I would love to see him get um, a fair share of opportunities in this one. And I think that if he does, it will definitely help the Eagles kind of keep pace with the Bucks in this game or at least give them a chance to make some plays and get ahead in this game. So that... Definitely would be something that the Eagles have to kind of feature a little bit more. And three, number three, the Eagles defense. They played well last week. You know, they got intercepted against Sam Darnold. This game, although, they have to be physical. They have to make sure that they keep Antonio Brown in check or at least try to limit him as possible. But they have to be disciplined. They have to get pressure on Tom Brady. You know, try to get some turnovers. You know, make opportunity plays in that, in that defense. We, you know, we, we've seen it a lot, right? It's it comes down to sometimes you know popping the ball out, hard hits on the football. So the Eagles' physicality has to be there tonight. I think they have to make sure that they contest a lot of these throws and these catches that are made by the wide receivers. You know, obviously they don't want to give up the big play, so they're really going to have to just make sure they um, are strategic with how they want to come after Brady, sort of blitzing and pressuring. But they have to make some plays on the football. I think, you know, if you want to beat the Bucks and you got to get a couple of turnovers, they got a couple of stops. And their whole thing is that if they can get enough stops to the point where they can give Jalen Hurts a chance with the ball in his hands to win the game, then that would be the best case scenario. So I think the Eagles defense will play well. I don't know if they're going to be able to play well in the entirety of the game. Hard to see that happening. But if they have any chance, they have to get some turnovers. And they got to make sure that they win the you know in terms of the running game and with Fournette, you know, they can shut that down early on. Um maybe they'll 
be able to get a little more pressure and uh, some you know, pressures on Tom Brady and get, get some hits on him. So that's the key is making it physical tonight, uh, especially when they have a chance to get to Brady. They got to make it physical. Obviously, you don't want to those, get those you know pe- penalty calls, but you got to get some hits. You got to get some pressure, and you got to be contesting those catches made. Um, and I think that will be a way the Eagles defense can kind of stay in this game uh, in the second half. So just looking at this game, you know, it's Thursday night, Tampa's on the road here. This game is going to be probably a little bit more closer than people probably are expecting. Um, just because I think that the Eagles, and the way they've been able to play offensively at times, you know, they're going to have the opportunities to score against this Bucks defense. And both defenses are going to need maybe a couple of plays, you know, putting their teams in good field positioning. Um, so that will come into play. Um, I expect a good game from both teams. I think that Hurts will definitely play more better in the first half. As the offense will play much better in the first half. So the way I see it, this game is really going to come down to obviously which offense can make a couple more uh, possessions count. To me, I think that in the end, this game, the Bucks are going to win. Uh, I think they're going to find a way just to get a couple more plays. Um, I don't see the Eagles being able to, to have success defending Antonio Brown all game long. Uh, I think that you'll see Evans and Godwin maybe make some catches. And Cameron Braid is someone to watch out for too as well. So I think that the Eagles will keep it close. I think their defense will, will give them a chance in this game. You know, the Eagles will keep give them a chance in this game. But I think in the end, uh, the Bucks just find a way to get a couple more possessions. I think they'll put it away in the second half of this game. Uh, because I think that ultimately, like I said, Brady's going to be able to find a lot of mismatches at some point in this game. And I think that he will be able to do a little more better than Jalen Hurts this week. Uh, I think, I mean, he will, I think, outperform Jalen Hurts, I think, in this game particularly. Just because I think that, you know, with, with, the, with Jalen Hurts and obviously what he's been able to do, I just think that this, unless he gets more from his um, from his other wide receivers in this game, other than Devonta Smith, I think they're going to have a tough time keeping pace. So, just more about their defense and what do they have in terms of, you know, some of the pieces that they have. I think that this is going to be too much for the Eagles to handle. You know, they've gone up against, obviously, we saw how they did against Dallas a couple of weeks back, and I think that something along those lines is going to happen in this game as well. I don't think the Eagles will get blown out because obviously it's a home game and they're going to try to make it as, as close as possible. But there's just too much, I think, of obviously Bruce Aries and Brian left, which I think they're going to mix it up fairly well in this game. And the Eagles will definitely find themselves trailing in this game. And we're going to see if Hurts can probably have that opportunity to either have a you know, game-winning drive or come back from behind. And we'll learn a lot about Jalen Hurts in this game. But should be a good one for Week 6 tonight. And can't wait to see, see how it all goes down um, when the game tips off at 8.20 tonight. So in this next segment, I want to talk about the USL Super League, um, which will be a uh, professional Division Two, 
Women's Soccer League set to launch in 2023. Obviously, really huge uh, to see this happening for women's soccer as, you know, they've been obviously trying to continue to, uh, you know, build upon the success they've seen so far um, from the other league that started up. And, you know, this is all about providing opportunities and more of a platform for women's soccer to be just as on the level of men's soccer. Um, so this league is going to um, get started in 2023 and expected that the compensation structure and the standards will be consistent with the men's professional leagues. And that's been a huge, um, that's been a huge, uh, huge thing overall just in terms of, you know, we've seen obviously a lot of things come out about the level of pay and um, the overall structure just hasn't been really great for women's soccer. I mean, a lot of players have spoken out, talked about certain things and their experiences and those experiences and those things matter. What they say does matter and you know going forward you just hope that in women's soccer they're able to get that platform to be able to even globally expand a lot more um, you know more viewability but also a lot of role models in these soccer players, like you know, just like uh, men's soccer players, and across every other sport, you just love seeing athletes come out, speak, talk about certain things, experiences, and it hopefully improves the sport more and more. So I think this will be something that will continue to kind of push it forward. You know, you'll have more professional teams doubled in this league, and Amanda Vandervoort has been named as inaugural president of the league. Twenty years of covering. Uh, women's soccer and men's soccer and she's going to definitely help in terms of working with the owners and teams and clubs and the community to kind of build a really good platform and so they want to build a competitive environment they want to push the game forward in terms of a financial point of view sustainability you know creating a really good community as well and that's really important you want to see people kind of buy into soccer women's soccer a lot more watch a little more it just all helps in, you know, giving people new ideas about the sport, how it could be, if they could join it themselves. And so I think that will be something that will be huge when it launches. This is supposed to serve as a complement to the USL W League, which is beginning in inaugural season 2022. Um, you know, 16-member clubs and more than 30 teams have already joined this and been announced and... Along with this, they're you know, working with the organization called Women in Soccer, which is helping a lot of younger people get involved in the sport. And I think that as time goes on, you'll probably see a lot more players start to kind of come into the game, speak up, talk about certain things. And not only that, but you want to see them put, they put on some great performances and shows um, in these games and these matches. And so it's just all about kind of giving you know creating more diversity and obviously having a structure that you know really allows these players to you know make most of what they're doing but also enjoy at the same time and so hopefully the standards and the way that they go about professionally will be great and no doubt with Amanda Vandervoort and her experience I mean it's going to be really great to see how this kind of develops going forward you know we got a lot of teams, a lot of uh, clubs, and a lot of players that really want to be able to have opportunity to play, and that's the thing. You know, you've seen obviously a lot of men 
soccer professional leagues be made, but now we're seeing it in, in the, on the women's side. And so it's going to be really good for the game of soccer, women's soccer. You know, we've seen obviously a lot of great performances over the years of some of the greats and, you know, Carrie Lloyd and others. And so, you know, I think that with this league coming up in 2023, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, get off to a good start be a catalyst for more conversation, more talks in women's soccer. And like I said, it will definitely give a lot of people the uh, ability to really watch and get involved in this as well. And, you know, we've seen it across every sport. Things are kind of starting to change a little bit here and there. So I think that for women's soccer, this is a huge step forward. And hopefully they will continue to, uh, you know, bring light to more issues. And hopefully that those issues will start to get more resolved and more taken care of. And in terms of the compensation structure with the leagues that are already in place, hopefully it will be aligned with that because they deserve that same platform, the same ability to do all those things and also be able to succeed and win championships and win gold. So it should be fun. Um, it should be great to see how this how this goes and definitely rooting to see how women's soccer takes the next step forward. You know, building their future, obviously, um, and trying to bring it to a new level in, in the coming years. So can't wait to see how that how that go down and you know, how that goes down and which players, which other stars will emerge during that time as well. So I want to wrap up today's episode by uh, talking about the WNBA Finals, um, which have been going on. And obviously it was a long WNBA season, and I wasn't able to cover everything uh, on the WNBA really just because of football season and basketball starting up. But I do want to take a moment and talk about the WNBA uh, Finals and the games we're seeing right now between the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury. Um, it's tied up 1-1. Uh, Brittany Griner, you know, Diana Taurasi, obviously two of the best players um, in the WNBA are doing very well. Um, you know, obviously both are a little bit up there, you know, in terms of Diana Taurasi obviously trying to pull off something that hasn't been done in a while, you know, winning a, uh, you know, a WNBA champion, um, you know. At the age of 39, very tough to do, obviously, in the game of basketball, you know. But we're seeing a lot of things kind of transpire. Obviously, this team is playing relatively very well. And Phoenix hasn't won a um, WNBA title since 2013-2014. So they're really trying to get back to that level. Uh, they've been close the last few years, you know, falling to the Los Angeles Sparks a couple of times. The Minnesota Lynx. Uh, Lynx, I think I said Lynx. Uh, you know, Lynx. So, you know, they've had a couple of close losses and things like that. But, you know, you've seen Phoenix kind of, you know, rebuild, retool a little bit with some younger talent. Um, and they've been able to, like I said, they really have played well up to this point in the postseason. You know, with Diana Taurasi's experience of playoff games and with Brittany Griner and how she plays. Uh, they've been really solid in terms of a leadership standpoint of view uh, for the Phoenix Mercury this season. And so in Game 2, obviously, one of their biggest players who stepped up was uh, Diggin Smith. She put on, put on a really impressive performance to even up this series against Chicago. 
um, you know, so they've been really doing really very, very well, um, and they find themselves enough in a familiar spot heading into the game three of the band finals. As for the Chicago Sky, um, you know, they've had their, uh, obviously their moments of, you know, trying to build a competitive team uh, throughout the years. Um, they've been very patient, I would say, in terms of building a roster that can play at a high level. You know, did they hire um, James Wade as their head coach in 2018? Um, they've had, obviously, a couple of picks, a couple of players that they've seen kind of come and go. But, you know, they did, did sign Candace Parker, who was a uh, two-time WNBA champion, played 12 years in the Los Angeles Sparks. Um, I believe we have the Los Angeles Sparks. And so uh, she's done ex- extremely well. Kalea Cooper is another name that has really stood out for the Chicago Sky. Uh, and they've been kind of building towards a couple of runs here. You know, they obviously played big time up to this point. And, you know, went through a couple of transitions, went through a couple of those tough losses early on. But they've had a really big, big season as a, as a group. And I think, you know, coming down the stretch of the WNBA Finals, I think you'll see um, a lot more from both teams. Um, you know, I think Chicago, this guy's a French, if they haven't won a WNBA champion. So, you know, something's got to give. Obviously, you got a couple of experienced players and a couple of ones there in Phoenix um, trying to capture, you know, a WNBA champion uh, chip. And then you have Chicago Sky, who. They're really trying to kind of bring home something nice for Chicago. It hasn't been easy, obviously, for that city, that fan base. So um, expect a lot of great uh, play from both teams. And I, you know, wouldn't be surprised if you see Diana Trossi kind of run it back and have a have another you know vintage performance. You know, just definitely capable of doing that. Um, but you've seen some really good good things from uh, Kalea Cooper, from Chicago Sky, a couple other players. And so I think that, you know, this should be really a great end uh, to the WNBA Finals the rest of the way. And I think that the series, I think, now shifts now um, either to Chicago or Los Angeles. But, you know, overall, it's just great to see uh, Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner uh, be in this position. And, you know, we're going to see if they can kind of hold their own and keep this team, um, um, you know, and have the upper hand, upper hand going forward against this young uh, Chicago Sky team.